0: morning everyone so my talk today is about different ways spirit can send us signs and messages my list is some of the most common ways spirit communicates with us and I'm sure there's many many more one of the first ways is seeing orbs and pictures or with your naked eye um, so many years ago my husband's my my mother died in 1988 a few years later my husband's father died and he happened to pick up a book um, called We Don't Die by George Anderson and he was telling me about this book and how this guy talked to people who had crossed over and I didn't believe in that stuff, and I was really kind of surprised that my husband believed in that stuff. But I told him you know if it brings you comfort, then that's good that's that's a good thing um I had a friend who would give readings every once in a while, and she'd call me up, and she'd be so excited about the different things the meeting had the medium had to say to her. And truthfully, I was kind of surprised that two people I loved believed in this kind of stuff. So one day I was at home and I was flipping through the, can- flipping through the channels and I come across um, John Edward crossing over. And I decided to watch it for a few minutes just to see what it was that he s- said that got people to believe him. So, actually, within just a few minutes, I started to believe, maybe this is true. Well, my mom was an atheist when she crossed, and I was a Christian, so I had believed that she was in hell burning, because, you know, we are taught that that's what happens. Um, and, of course, that was very upsetting to me, and I just remember praying for God to take her out, and that she didn't mean it, and da-da-da. So after watching that show that night, I went to bed and I prayed. And afterwards I said to my mom, I said, Mom, if you really are around, would you please give me a sign? Um, You know, it can't be something that I could think could be something else. It has to be a pretty clear sign. So I waited and nothing happened. So the next night, I go to bed, I do my usual praying, and I asked again, Mom, would you please give me a sign that you're around? I really need to know. And nothing happened. The third night, I got ready to do it again. And this big ball that you could see right through flew up to my face and over my head. And I was like, oh my God, wow, that's, that's a good sign. So I was very happy. That was my sign that my mom really was watching over me, and she really, you know, was around. Okay. So a few days later, I had had a, I had gotten a new camera, and I was taking pictures, and uh, I saw these little, like round, like almost like lights in it, and I didn't know what they were. I took a few more pictures, and there were some more lights. Um, after a little while I started to think I wonder if these are the orbs like the orb that flew up to my face so I asked out loud I said spirit if this is you in my pictures would you please show up and hundreds showed up right after I said that I was then able to ask them would you show up in the right hand corner and they would would you show up in the left hand corner they would you know it I'm calling over friends and family and we're taking pictures and they're showing up for them so that is a great way to to, you know be shown that they're around sometimes they use nature signs like ladybugs, feathers, dragonflies red cardinals, owls um, and white doves so a few months back I had a reading with Rebecca, and she had told me that she was seeing a white dove on a windowsill, and it was pecking. And it really didn't mean anything to me at the time, Um, so I just filed it away. A few days later, I'm taking Rosie to school, and we're talking about animals. And she says to me, "Mom, Mom, there's been a white dove at my window, and it's been pecking, and I've been thinking about feeding it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so there's the white dove that Rebecca was talking about. I asked Javi later about it. And Javi said that my dad was, had sent the white dove to show Rosie that he was watching over her. Sometimes they will manipulate electronics like turning TVs, lights, and stereos on and off. Toys turning on all by themselves sometimes you'll get a call from their old number or a text message sometimes you will smell scents like the perfume your mother wore or cigar smoke so about a year ago i was driving to janet mitchell's house it was eight o'clock in the morning and my car filled with the smell of buttered popcorn and I was looking around, trying to figure out where the smell could be coming from. Um, The only thing I could see was Jack in the Box, and I was pretty sure Jack in the Box was not selling buttered popcorn. So when I got to Janet's house, I asked her if buttered popcorn meant anything to her. And she said that her dad used to make popcorn balls and caramel corn. I said, well, I'm pretty sure this message is for you then. Um, So I thought that was pretty neat. Um... Sometimes you hear a song with just the words you needed to hear, or it's a song that reminds you of your loved one. You may actually hear them talk to you or have your name called. A couple years ago, I was in bed asleep. I was just waking up, getting ready to open my eyes, and I heard, Hi, Kim, it's Aunt Bobby." I opened my eyes. I fully expected her to be standing there. She wasn't, but it was most definitely her voice. I wish I had said something back to her, but truthfully, I was kind of in shock. (laughs) Um, But I was glad that she came and I hope she'll come again and hopefully I won't be in that much shock and I'll be able to talk to her. You may get physical feelings like goosebumps, your hair being messed with, maybe the feeling of someone sitting on the bed. They can come to us in our dreams. They can tell us they love us, are okay, or some other message they may have for us. So quite a few years ago, probably 20 years ago, I had a dream, and my mom was sitting on a couch, and there was a bunch of other people sitting on couches and standing and stuff, and it seemed to be a party atmosphere. I couldn't believe... She was there just talking to people. And I said, she's not dead, she's alive. She's not dead, she's alive. Well, Randy woke me up, and he said, who's not dead, who's alive? And I told him about the dream, and I broke down in tears because I didn't know at the time that it was a visitation, but it was. My mom was telling me, she's not dead, she's alive. Um, then about three years ago, my brother, Brian calls me up and he tells me that they're having financial problems and he's really not sure how, how they're going to make it. And we really weren't in the position at that time to be able to help him. So, uh, um, I prayed, you know, that something would would help him somehow. He'd get the help he needed. I went to sleep that night and I had a dream. And in this dream, my brother and I were working at a CD bar in a mall. And he was helping a customer and he couldn't get the teal to open. So he called me over to help him open it and I couldn't get the teal to open either. So I said, I'll go get dad and my dad happened to work at a, at a candy store on the second level of the mall. So I went up to the second level, went into the candy store, all brightly lit, candy everywhere, and I said, Hey, Dad, um, we need help with the till. Could you come fix it? So he come down and did his little magic on it and got it to open and Brian was able to get the money out that he needed. So we both told him, told him thank you, gave him a hug, and he was on his way. So I woke up, and I knew that that was a message. I knew that that was my dad telling me that he was helping Brian. So I called Brian up, and I told him. And he really didn't know what to think, but he thanked me for telling him. And uh, a few days later, my brother called me up and said, you're not going to believe this. And I said, What? And he said, um, That they had applied for Social Security for their son who has muscular dystrophy about a year ago, and that it had just come in, and they're going to be okay. So I said, Yep, I told you, Dad he said he was helping. And so I do believe that he was, that he did. They can talk to us using names or numbers like their name or birthday on a license plate or a street sign. Uh, They can use sounds. The doorbell will go off and no one's there. Um, So quite a few years ago, um, it was nighttime, Randy had already gone to bed And my son had already gone to bed. And I was up watching TV, and then finally I decided to go to bed. So I turn off the lights, I get in bed, I'm getting ready to go to sleep. And I hear crash, bang, boom. And it was like every pot and pan and dish had just come out out of the cupboards and just crashed on the floor in the kitchen. So I jump up, I run into the kitchen... And turned the light, and there's nothing there. The kitchen was clean. It looked fine, just like it did when I went to bed. I was puzzled. didn't know what to think about it, but oh well. So I went to back to bed, got ready to go back to sleep, and the exact same thing happened. Crash, bang, boom. And I looked, and there was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with the kitchen. I turned off the light. And just before I left the kitchen, I noticed a little red light on our stove. And this light is only on when the stove is on. But the stove wasn't on. I checked it. There, it wasn't on, but the light was on. So I went back to bed. And uh, the next morning, I told Randy about what had happened. And I also told him about the little lo- red light on the stove and he's an electrician so he checked it out and he told me that there was a short in the stove and that if I hadn't seen that there was a good chance our house would have burnt down so I feel that yes spirit was watching over us and they wanted me to see that and I did and you know thank you spirit yes Um, spirit can bring us spirit can bring messages to us through synchronicities Random conversations that seem to address your own inner questions. Events that are related by meaning rather than physical cause. For example, quite a few years ago, myself, my husband and my sister were going to go see John Edward. Um, We were driving there and we got stuck in very heavy traffic. I really thought we were going to miss most of the show. So when we finally got to the street that it was on, all the lights were on on both sides of the street, except for the building where John Edward was supposed to be. So we went in, and it was dark. People were using their cell phone lights or, in some cases, um, lighters to be able to see. John Edward got on on the stage and he said that his grandmother who's on spirit side had turned off all the lights had turned off all the power because people there were going to be a lot of late people and she didn't want them to miss the show so um it also turned out that we even though I had tickets our tickets weren't next to each other um so we got our seats and everything and the person sitting next to Randy came over to me and asked if uh, he would like to trade with me so that I could sit next to my husband. So I did trade with him, tried with her, should I say. And uh, we were able to watch the show. It was a great show. The following day, Randy and I were going to go see a play in Sacramento. And there are seven cities between San Francisco and Sacramento with a combined population of 2.5 million people. The following day, we were walking down the sidewalk to go see our show, and this couple walks past us. Next thing you know, the lady turns around and says, Hey, hey. We turn around, and she says, Aren't you the ones that we sat next to last night or we trade seats with last night? And we're like, Yes, that's right. Um, We all just were flabbergasted. We couldn't believe this, that, you know, that we could run into each other the following day with, you know, 2.5 million people between us. Um, So I really feel like it was spirit. Um, I don't know why they did that other than maybe to show us that they could. Maybe they thought it was funny. I don't know, but it was pretty cool. Um, here's a couple of other ways Spirit has communicated with me that I don't really have a cat- category for. One day I was laying in bed, and uh, it was a nice spring day, and uh, I was just laying there looking up, and a bottle of water appeared in front of me. It was hanging in midair. I was I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Whoa!" So I put my hand out to see if I could grab it. You know, was it solid or what? My hand went right through it, and uh, I was like, "Wow!" And I tried it again, and my hand went right through it. Within a minute or so, it disappeared. So the following day at church. I get a message that I'm supposed to drink more water. Like, okay, great. That explains the bottle of water that was hanging in front of me. Then, uh, a couple days later, my doctor's office calls and i had had some blood tests done and they said my blood was thick, that I was dehydrated, I needed to drink more water. So, I got it. I got it, spirit. Thank you. (laughs) Then, Many, many years ago, Randy, myself, my brother, Brian, and my son, Jeffrey, who was only two at the time, we all moved into a house together. Randy worked at Anheuser-Busch. I was a uh, phlebotomist at a blood bank. My brother worked for Mervyn's, and we all worked separate shifts, all different shifts, So I would take Jeffrey to daycare in the morning, and Randy would pick him up at night. So one day I get home from work, and I walk through the door, and right there in our hallway was a white balloon. And I thought, oh, that's so sweet. Somebody brought a balloon for Jeffrey. And then it hit me. Oh, I don't really think I want Jeffrey to have balloons because he's only two years old and I'm afraid he's going to choke on them and probably die. So I popped the balloon and I threw it in the trash. And I didn't say anything to anybody because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So a few days later, I come into the house and there's another white balloon. So I popped the balloon. So I think, oh, okay, that's sweet. Pop the balloon, throw the balloon away. And this happened over and over and over again. Eventually, I felt like I'm going to have to ask whoever's bringing these balloons to please stop. Um, so one day, everybody was home, which was a rarity. And I said, You guys, I need to talk to you for a minute. So they sat down and I said, I don't know who's been bringing home the white balloons. And I think it's really sweet. But I really don't want Jeffrey to have them. And they looked at each other, and they're like, "Did you? Are you bringing home white balloons? No. Are you bringing home white white balloons? No." Um. So I didn't know what to think of that. Nobody copped to bringing them home. Many many years later, at least ten years later, I have a reading, and the medium says, "Your mom's showing me white balloons. Do you have?" A connection to white balloons and I told her about these balloons that I had found that I kept popping. She says well your mom wants you to know that she was bringing them for your son and she thinks that you were an overprotective mother (laughs) but that she understands why you popped them and threw them away. So yeah it was very sweet and I wish I had those balloons now. Mom you could send me white balloons again you know. I'd really like that. If you could do it before, you could do it again, right? And I'll keep it if you send me another white balloon, okay? A whole bunch of them even. I'll keep them. So the bottom line is it's okay to ask for signs. Um, When you receive them, say thank you. Also talk to your loved ones as if they are still here because they are. Thank you.